0: Hey out there everyone, this is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy who loves swarm sandwiches, wears his cowboy pajamas to bed every night, has read Black Beauty at least a dozen times, the dude who can spot a fake snake from a mile away, the theater-dressed, hand-obsessed, mummy-killing Mother Tucker. This man never misses Family Talent Night. He eats out of a dog bowl. He can dance the rainforest, sing You Are My Sunshine, and take a killer photo. I'm talking about none other than the turkey-leg-chomping, werewolf-dropping co-host of this show, Cortland. How are you doing, sir?
1: Oh, I'm doing really great, Brandon. You put me on such a pedestal, though. Like, I totally forgot that I did that to you for seven seasons. (laughs) 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 But thank you. Thank you. I'm doing great. How about you? I'm alright.
0: Okay, nice, nice. I'm just some
1: guy. I know, that's alright. So, hey, I have a, just a... I know we're doing, like, this whole show thing. I just have a quick update, Brandon. Um, A couple of days ago, I got a notification on my phone that somebody made us a subreddit. <laughs> so, really, we have a subreddit for the show, yeah. <laughs> alright, I guess I should go on there. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to, like, you know, chat with us on Reddit, I guess, uh, it's it's like... Up All Night podcast with some underscores in between the the letters. I don't know. Sure. Join us.
0: That's I guess I'm a moderator now. <laughs> yeah. Wicked.
1: Right. I know. I'm going to post a meme. Oh, I should post my meme from yesterday on there. I just forget. I forget, you know?
0: Well, Cortland, the reason for the season, what we're here to yeah. do today, is to talk about the entire season, season one yeah. of Goosebumps. We finished it. We're We're done.
1: I can't believe we're done already. But also, I'm very excited to critique R.L. Stein's work again. This is the (laughs) second time, essentially. I love it.
0: Yeah. Well, we've got a lot to talk about about the show. But we also have some questions from listeners.
1: Yay, questions. That
0: we can answer first.
1: Okay. I love answering questions. I am an open book, people.
0: You're a little too open. I know. (laughs) It's a fault. (laughs) Yeah, you're horrible. All right, let's get started with Raul from Twitter, who asks, "Okay, Are you planning to do more true crime or lore episodes? And is there a particular Goosebumps book that wasn't made into a TV episode that you wish had been? That's like three questions in one, Cortland.
1: That's a triple whammy if I've ever seen one, yeah.
0: So let's start from the top. Are we planning to do more true crime or lore episodes?
1: Well... First of all, what's a lore episode? I think lore episodes are when you go into, like, cryptids or maybe? I don't know. Or, like, go behind the Scottish play Macbeth and explain how it happened? I don't know. I don't know. I don't listen to lore, so my apologies. Well,
0: I'm going to say there's not going to be any upcoming Macbeth discussions, probably. I'm not going to say never.
1: Well, there could be a Macbeth Goosebumps episode next season. I don't know. Eh. Uh, Probably. No, we're not going to do any you? Macbeth episodes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but
0: I would love to do more true crime episodes.
1: Yeah, I would too. But see, okay, here's what go- here's what happens. Okay. Saturday morning, I wake up and I talk to Brandon about Goosebumps. And then we mm. have fun playing Dead by Daylight. So. <laughs> it's really ruined <laughs> our <Yeah. laughs> workflow. No, it's just, like, it's really hard to find time for it. Um, Yeah, we have a very
0: short window of time that we're both available. Yeah. And we spend it repairing generators.
1: Yeah, we play some games together. I mean, if you want to join us, uh, you know, I'd be happy to, instead of, like, provide you some true crime, get murdered in real time in a video game by Michael Myers. It's a happy medium, I think. No, I would love to do more true crime. I wish I had some more time to, like do research on the cases and then like find a time to get with Brandon to talk about them like definitely would love to do more um but it's just really hard really difficult especially soon it's going to be daylight savings time and our time is going to be even more limited yeah but well Well,
0: again I'll never say never but uh yeah same same. who knows It, it all depends on our schedule yeah in an ideal world you and I would just be able to sit around and talk about all kinds of shit for hours every day.
1: Yeah, dude, 24 well, hours. We'd just be talking. Maybe not ideal, but... <laughs> right. I know what you mean. <laughs> that's
0: too much, Cortland.
1: <laughs> oh, a little bit. I understand, yeah. Um, the last question, though, was uh, Goosebump episodes, or books that didn't become episodes that we would like to become mm-hmm. episodes. I think I remember one that is a, a picture of a chicken with a kid's head on it. I don't think that's going to be an episode, <laughs> but I wish it would be.
0: <laughs> chicken, chicken.
1: Yeah, that one. <laughs> if that's an episode. yeah. Oh, there's also one where uh, a kid's a bee. He's got it's a bee, but he's got a kid face. Uh, I don't think that's going to be an episode. Why either. I'm That'd afraid be like of a bees. documentary. Yeah.
0: So basically, you're just a fan of anything where you slap a people head on an animal
1: body. It looks so dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. I <laughs> just don't think they would transition well to TV, but I wish they would have. <laughs> Unless I'm wrong and there All is right. an episode for both of those books. I don't think there is. I'm gonna
0: okay. I'm pretty confident
1: in saying that there's not. It just doesn't make sense. Arl Stein's just like sitting there stealing footage from a bee documentary, like <laughs> putting a voiceover on it.
0: <laughs> What's up
1: everybody? <laughs> I'm a bee.
0: Have you ever seen bees? Me like, too. And I wrote a well, book I mean, about it.
1: M- My hairiest adventure was kind of almost that already, and I don't think it worked for him, so he was mm-hmm. like, Alright, no more of these animals people <laughs> stories but I'll keep writing books about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It works better in written form. For sure. Without a doubt. I'm going to say for my money, one book in the series that I always have fondness for and I can't really say why, I guess, is The Abominable Snowman of Pasadena.
1: Oh, I forgot that one exists. I remember the cover. I think the snowman is like twirling on a, a street corner or something, <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's got, like, a streetlight, and he's pole dancing on it, and he's got snow on him, even though he's in the middle of Pasadena. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, okay.
1: I like it. I like it a lot. What's next? <laughs> All right. <laughs> no. oh, we're done, right? Was there one other yes. question? <laughs> no. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Moving
0: on. All right. Yeah. Matt from Twitter asks, For a project, who's on your Mount Rushmore of Are You Afraid of the Dark members? And no, Uh Cortland,
1: the campfire doesn't count. Oh, okay. Didn't even think about the campfire, but that's fine. Uh, My Mount Rushmore would obviously have Gary and Betty Ann in it. Um, I guess maybe Tucker, too, because he's a pretty prominent member. (sighs) Uh, Mount Rushmore has four people or five? (laughs) I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, fuck. I've been there. I think it's... You didn't take me. Uh... I'm going to go with 4. Now, I don't know if you want villains or whatever in there from Are We the Dark Episodes, but uh I'm going to put for my last member the lady from the Tale of the Midnight Madness that has that sweet hat.
0: <laughs> That's pretty dope. Yeah. I mean, Gary and Betty Ann are blocks. Yeah. They're like Washington and Lincoln like they're there. Yeah, who are day the other one. ones
1: though. Yeah. I Forever think Cleveland Teddy and, Roosevelt.
0: Uh, <laughs> and Thomas Jefferson, maybe?
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: I think Beth is on there for sure.
1: Oh, yeah, right? Beth,
0: that might just be a you and I thing. I don't know how, no. how much uh,
1: Everybody loves
0: Beth. the Are You Afraid of the Dark community at large idolizes they adore her. Beth. But they should. As far should. as I know,
1: yeah, they should. Beth is, Beth is the, the strongest character to come out of Are You Afraid of the Dark. For sure. I mean, she was easily thwarted by... Um, a mirror, but besides that, she could take out anybody. Look, everybody's got a weakness, alright? Yeah. Okay.
0: Next question, Cortland. Noticeably Spooky on Twitter asks, What episode are you most looking forward to in season two? That sounds more like a Brandon question. But well, I, do know I one think your answer out. would probably be the same as the answer I'm gonna give.
1: Okay. Let's do it on three. And that's okay. <laughs> One, one, two, two, three, three. The Welcome to part. Deadhouse. <laughs> oh, I forgot. That's a part of. I I didn't know that was in season two. So I'm excited for that too. Yeah. I don't even know if Haunted Mass Part Two. I'm not prepared for this question. I will say. Yeah. Um, my hairiest adventure. That's
0: kind of why we're do- <laughs> we're that's kind of why we're doing this show so you can see the goosebumps episodes.
1: <laughs> that's true. Yeah.
0: And, oh, hey, it's Katrina asks what episode I'm most excited for Cortland to see? Uh, It's
1: probably Welcome to Dead House. Oh, nice, nice. So,
0: that's a 2 I was excited for that question.
1: That's 2 for Welcome to Dead House. It better live up to the hype.
0: Noticeably Spooky also asks, who is your favorite actor or actress to have appeared in both Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps? And, why is it Ryan Gosling? I love that question. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm gonna be honest. Ryan Gosling love the guy. I think he's a fantastic actor, but uh, yeah. his characters in both of these shows, not my favorites.
1: He had a lot of stupid faces, though. I really appreciated it.
0: He is very good at
1: stupid faces. Um, Who was my favorite from both Goosebumps and ray Like, My immediate thought is, unfortunately, the guy who played Jake from Jake and the Leprechaun, mm. but he's not my favorite, <laughs> obviously. <sighs> no. Um Daniel DeSanto's good, but Oh yeah, Daniel DeSanto, fuck, what the hell am I thinking? Um I really liked Billy, who played um you know, Billy in Camp Nightmare, and then Zeke yeah. in The Tale of Dead Man's Float. Both really, really good episodes, so I might have to go with Billy. I might have to go with Billy too, now that I think about it. Yeah. Um gosh, what was his name? Uh Leaf Air no Eric Erickson.
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: Eric, Eric, Erickson. <laughs> Eric, Carl, Eric, Von Erickson. Yeah, I think that's it. I don't remember. Oh, I think it was Kai, Eric Erickson, if I remember right. I think anyway. you're right. But also, it doesn't I really like matter. Nah, that guy. Yeah, he's really great. If we could have him on the show, that'd be pretty sweet, I'm going to say.
0: All right, next question. Kim from Instagram asks, Brandon. What has been your favorite thing about going from co-host to host? Hmm. Good question, Kim. And the answer is being able to talk over Cortland more. That's I did important. it anyway, but now I just do it more. Like, I just did it now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love it. And he I can't love do edit anything away. about it. I actually have full control over it because I can edit everything so you don't do that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I've been like, oh, hmm, whose joke is more funny? Mine. No, Yeah, by
0: the time you guys hear
1: this, like, I might not say anything at all. I kind of noise reduction your entire speech into oblivion, so it's like, whatever. (laughs) It's the me show, starring me.
0: Shelly on Instagram asks, Brandon, how'd y'all meet, and what's your all-time favorite Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps episode? Corlin, have we told the story of how we met before?
1: I think so, but we can tell it again. We got some time. Yeah, um here's how it went guys 20 it's been 20 years like almost to the day it's been 20 years yeah it is currently october 2nd we met probably in september of 2001 i think was it 2001 was it no it was 2000 2000 so actually it's been 21 years years. yawn this story sucks (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh i want to say like when we officially became friends was when we talked about Mega Man, Mega Man X, I believe. And then uh, mm-hmm. your brother and my brother were friends. So I uh, invited you over to play Mega Man or whatever. And then, I don't know, you had Jack Grind Radio and Shenmue and it was like fucking awesome. So I was like, all right, I'll be his friend. That's the story. <laughs> yeah. Can you say it any better than that? I don't think so. <laughs> no, that's
0: pretty perfect. We talked about Mega Man and then we were like, do we just become best friends?
1: Yep. Yeah, pretty much that's what happened. Like, it's definitely never, ever, ever gonna happen to me again in my life. <laughs> that's okay. That's alright. Um, I don't know what you got out of the friendship, though. Like, I definitely got Jack Ryan Radio, so I don't know what you got. You had some games as well. You had Bart
0: versus the Juggernaut. Oh,
1: yeah, Okay. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, I suppose. Well, I did. Well, I have Joe and Mac now, but I didn't at the time. And that would have helped. I know, right? Well, the next part of
0: that question, Cortland, was your all time Wait,
1: we don't have to oh, yeah. answer that
0: because we, we did that on the wrap ups for those.
1: We do. We could do it really quick, though.
0: I don't mind. Okay. Well, the next part of that question is your all time favorite Are You Afraid of the Dark in Goosebumps episode.
1: Okay. Well, for sure, we're going to talk about Goosebumps episode, at least for season one, pretty soon here. Are mm-hmm. You Afraid of the Dark? We did cover it when we kind of wrapped up the whole series, but, you know, Night Shift, uh, Dead Man's Float, Midnight Madness, Final Wish, like, those are all really top contenders. Dark Music, for sure. Yeah, um, I can't
0: even remember which one I said was my favorite when we They're all just it. kind of at the top, like, but, full moon. Yeah.
1: Um, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, the top episodes um, are Oblivion, the top episodes. Yeah.
0: I'm going to say Final Wish now.
1: I already said Final Wish.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to say it definitively. Okay. Final Wish. Oh, that's your Objectively, favorite. the best episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark. Not only does it feature the best protagonist of the series, but also, I mean, the Bobcat thing has spawned some of my favorite discussions we've ever had.
1: Yeah, Bobcat's great. love him. Friend of the podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brett on Instagram asks... Is there going to be new cover art for every Goosebump season, like there was for Are You Afraid of the Dark? Brett, you bet your ass there's going to be. Nice. That's that's one of my favorite parts of doing this.
1: Yeah, I gotta take a picture of my face soon. I don't know. Yeah, I need, I need I need pictures of your face. All right, I'll get those sent in like after Dead by Daylight. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, we have to discuss what the picture should feature. The top. That's true. Honestly, iconic that one
1: is one of my favorite parts. Is being like, "All right, mm-hmm. what can we do for each episode?" You know, like one to two ideas that <laughs> give can me co- that cover each episode. I love it. I, I that mustache yeah. though, Brandon. Like spoilers, that mustache. <laughs> <laughs> the most like the
0: niche is. of references.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But for our show, it's iconic.
1: Yeah, I love it. That's one of my, one of my favorite parts about doing the podcast. Like. Talking about like, for example, um I can't remember her name, but the hat. The hat from Milan from the tale of the fucking Mr. <laughs> yeah, it was so prominent that I wanted it on my head for the season art. And like, nobody cares about that fucking hat except for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's mm. beautiful. It's a beautiful hat. I can tell I can see why like everybody in the episode wanted it. <laughs> Brett also
0: asks. What do you like most and least when it comes to reviewing Goosebumps versus
1: Are You Afraid of the Dark? Ooh, that's a good question. They're pretty similar, I would say. My favorite part is kind of like encompassing both of them. My favorite part is seeing actors from Are You Afraid of the Dark in the Goosebumps roles and seeing how they've Mm -hmm. grown up a little bit because most of the actors are going to be from that original, um, you know, first five seasons of, of Are You Afraid of the Dark and then for Goosebumps it came just a little bit after that, so... Seeing, you know, maybe baby versions of them from season six and seven of Are You Afraid of the Dark, or a little bit grown-up versions of them from the first five seasons is really cool. Yeah, I do enjoy seeing those actors again.
0: And, like, Canadian acting circles seem pretty small, so there's a lot of them. Right. Yeah, it's pretty great.
1: I can't wait for Betty Ann to hopefully appear in one episode. Please. Oh,
0: that would be amazing. Um, I'm gonna say that my least favorite thing is probably the loss of the Midnight Society, because... Well, they man, add a lot man. to the show. And it feels like there's something missing not having that set up. Having said that, the thing mm. that I feel Goosebumps has a big advantage in is your boy, R.L. Stein. He's like,
1: What's up, Pimp? <laughs> it's your boy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it. <laughs> introducing oh, you know just a handful of episodes he's not there every time because he knows you know there's you can have too much of a good thing yeah. but just when we need him the most he shows up and he goes hey guys i wrote this book <laughs> and then now you're gonna watch an episode about it
1: have a spooky day <laughs> they paid me it. to be
0: here this week
1: <laughs> it's great Guess what Hey, guys, it's your boy. That means this one's coming out on VHS.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, the budget was bigger for this
1: episode. (laughs) Do you think they paid him to be on there? Like, they didn't, right? Because he already gets money for having the, like, it's his shit already, right?
0: He has to. Oh, man. He's in the SAG, baby. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, I really enjoy seeing Arlstein. He is super bored, but that's okay. Uh, that's just him. And he writes really great stuff, and I, I love him. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. Guys, I love him. <laughs> yeah.
0: He loves being there, and we love him being there.
1: Yeah, even if his face doesn't express that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
0: The Jilin on Instagram asks if you could replace any Goosebumps
1: actor with an are-you-afraid-of-the-dark actor, who would it be? Uh, okay, I got one really quick here. T and Tamara yeah. play the dad.
2: <laughs> Stay out of the <laughs> Which
0: dad? Is this a, like, swapping out scene-by-scene scene thing? Is this one's the plant one, oh. one's the
1: real one?
0: How is this mm. going down?
1: To be fair, let's give them the swapping out scene-by-scene scene until there are two of them. How about that?
0: And then they could look at each other and, like, hold up their hands and be like...
1: Ooh. you're me i'm you i don't know yeah i think they would know though because one you have through. to do that <laughs> um yeah that one's my top pick pretty easily um there wasn't really any bully characters so i feel like beth wouldn't be like a great addition to any episode in particular maybe in season two there'll be one
0: i mean the biggest bully characters were probably the bullies in haunted mask yeah, and then there I guess Beth so. could be bullying mean. Carly Beth and being like I'm the true Beth. But oh she that'd would be, be perfect. She would still be Beth.
1: Yeah, no, that's actually really perfect. I I vote okay. for that.
0: <laughs> yes. Map on Instagram asks Besides Are You Afraid of the Dark, what's your favorite nineties Nickelodeon show? Ooh,
1: that's a toughie.
0: That is a toughie. There's a lot of good nineties Nickelodeon shows.
1: Yeah. I think that um, I used to watch a lot of Ren and Stimpy. I don't know if it would be my favorite. I have not revisited since I was like five years old. Um, so I would like to say Rocco's Modern Life. I think it's a little bit less, less gross than Ren and Stimpy, even though it's pretty gross too. But I think it's just mm. genuinely funnier.
0: It's a very well-written show.
1: Yeah, like the jokes. I think that I liked them as a kid, and I think I'd like them even more as an adult.
0: There's a lot of stuff... Thrown into Rocco's modern life that's pretty, you know, adult. (laughs) Risqué. They were sneaking stuff past the censors.
1: Yeah, I love it when when they do that. I think it's great.
0: Yeah, that's a good show. Did you see the new Netflix, whatever you want to call it, reboot?
1: No, I didn't. Same writers and everything, right? I think so. That's the only way to do it. They did make some more, um, Hey Arnold, too. There's, like, a Hey Arnold movie that came out a couple of years ago. Did they? Yeah, I think it explains, like, Arnold's mom and dad or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, they always go back to that well, and it's, like, not that interesting to me.
1: (laughs) Well, you're a heartless bastard.
0: Show more about that turtle that they threw ice cream at. Oh,
1: right? He released it to the ocean, I think, though, didn't he?
0: Yeah, but he could come back.
1: I suppose. Yeah,
0: you're right, you're right I also didn't watch the Invader Zim Thing that uh, came out A year or two ago But I think maybe that's technically A 2000 series
1: Yeah, I think Invader Zim and uh, Fairly odd... it Might have been 1999 But it probably is 2000
0: Probably I was a huge fan And probably still am I'd probably watch it and enjoy it I was a huge fan of Keenan and Kel
1: Oh, here it goes <laughs>
0: Love Keenan and Kel, and love Coolio.
1: Kel's really great. Keenan and Kel were like top. I mean, I know Keenan is on like Saturday Night Live and stuff, but like my opinion, top of his game when he was on all that, and Keenan and Kel for sure.
0: Yeah, he was killing it. He's been killing it for decades.
1: Yeah, he's a really good guy.
0: He did the Knuckle Puck. puck. He He did did that Good Burger.
1: He was at Fat Camp that one time. Yeah jeez he was in everything really great actor yeah i've loved keenan um for a very long time
0: okay next question Labowski on instagram asks hey cortland and brandon what was your favorite comic book character growing up and hmm. why
1: okay well i feel like i know what brandon's gonna answer how about i answer for you and you can answer for me <laughs> uh good
0: luck cortland
1: okay well I'm just going to do it. You ready? You ready for this? Yeah. Yes. Brandon's favorite comic book character is Deadpool. Nailed it. Brandon had Deadpool comics well, well before I had any idea what Deadpool was. And they were great. I loved reading them. This was like 2002.
0: That's important for me, for for everyone to know that I have been a fan of Deadpool (laughs) well before he was a meme. Deadpool's great. And uh, why is because I thought he was funny. And yep. there was a comic where he Street Fighter punched Kitty Pride, and I thought that was great.
1: Yeah, yeah. You are you were the introduction of Deadpool to me, and then he started becoming popular, and I was like, oh. Cortland? Yep.
0: <laughs> I'm going to try answering for you now. Okay, well, good luck. And I'm not going to get this right, because I don't know any comic book characters that you like. But you
1: strike me as a jubilee fan oh i love jubilee but uh you're really close i think storm is probably my favorite oh man that would have been my fourth or fifth guess i thought you were gonna say storm honestly i did but um i like jubilee i mean she's kind of useless but i like her that's part of her charm yeah she's like fucking shooting firework fingers and everybody's like Get the fuck out of here with that weak shit and she's like no please and then Storm comes in, whips up a tornado, and fuck everybody, everybody, everybody's dead. (laughs) She takes out all the atmospheric pressure and just, like, strangles people with wind and stuff. It's great. I'm a fan of, like, airbending. (laughs) Are you? Yeah, I like airbending.
0: Airbending's okay. Which one do you like,
1: hmm? I don't know. I'd, like, I'd earthbend. I mean, I would probably honestly take, I would take water, probably, because you can heal with it. So, that's just me.
0: I'd bend anything, dude.
1: Me too, right? Even if it was something lame like Earth. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Seriously, (laughs) I'll
0: I'll bend. I'll bend whatever shit you you give me.
1: Yeah, like I'll bend fucking like plastic. Okay, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll bend (laughs) pillows.
0: I'll bend paper clips.
1: Doesn't Uh, matter. I'm bending it. Yeah, I'll bend vinyl. Like no big deal. Just give me something. (laughs) Come on, give me a superpower here, please. (sighs) Man. Bend pillows.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, <useless>. why not? <laughs> well,
0: you need to fluff uh, them mind. up, Cortland.
1: Oh, okay. So you just like you bend them and, them and then you bend them, them back. Then...
0: <laughs> <laughs> but not too much. You don't want them to get floppy,
1: dude. Right? Floppy pillows are the worst.
0: <laughs> Brandon on Instagram asks, "Wait, who what? is your favorite character in Encino Man? Dave? Huh?
1: Stony?" Or Link. None of them. Brandon, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) The answer to that question, Brandon, is that Brandon shouldn't have been included.
0: (laughs) Well, Brandon's in charge of which questions get asked.
1: (laughs) Well, what does Brandon think Brandon's going to say about this question that Brandon wrote and Brandon submitted to Instagram? hmm? We don't know which
0: Brandon this is. We could have lots of Brandon listeners out there. That's true. Okay, you're right. But it's not. It's you. <laughs> What's your picture? <laughs> Posted the question. Well, Brandon, I'm gonna say that although Link is in many ways the heart of the movie mm. and mm-hmm. Stoney is the comic relief, I'm gonna say it's my boy Dave. The straight man. You know, it's a thankless role. He's cu- He's surrounded by wacky characters but he holds he holds it together.
1: So is Stony or Link, the prehistoric man?
0: Uh, it's Link, the the missing oh, okay.
1: link. All right. Oh, okay, sure. Oh my god. Can we move on?
0: <laughs>
1: sure. Troy
0: asks, were there any two-part episodes that you felt would have been better if they were just single episodes? And were there any single episode stories you thought would have been stronger as two parters?
1: Right. Well, all of the two parters we got, I think Haunted Mask is probably like the one that deserves to be a two parter the most. Everything else was pretty much could have been a one parter, I think.
0: I'd say all of them would have been better as single episodes. Haunted Mask, yeah. perhaps the most benefits. But it also has a lot of repeated scenes oh, of Carly right. Beth just going,
2: <laughs>
0: which are great, yeah. but yeah, you don't need
1: them. She does run into the background for like an hour total of the forty five <laughs> minute runtime.
0: <laughs> she really does, so all of them single episodes okay. now were there any single episodes that maybe could have been better? I'm gonna say.
1: I can't think of any.
0: No? <laughs> no.
1: I think that, so, one of the ones that I would kind of, like, argue would be Night of the Living Dummy 2, um, but I think it's, I think they packed everything perfectly. So, if it was put into two episodes, I think I wouldn't like it as much. I think it would be yeah. way too spaced out. That episode is had, great it perfect. because it's so well-paced. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, they, I think they should have just made everything a single episode. I don't know how many double episodes there are in seasons two and three or four, or whatever, how many seasons there are, but I'm hoping they're kind of minimal. But I don't think they will. There's an
0: unfortunate amount. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> um, Yeah. So we got that to look forward to. All right, Cortland. That's it for the questions. Thank you, Yay. everyone, for sending them in.
1: Yeah, really appreciate it. Lots of variety this time. I, I really appreciate it. We haven't done like that AMA in a while, so I, I was kind of missing out on it. So, But I'm glad you guys submitted questions. Really nice. I appreciate it. You helped make the show even better. Is that too cheesy? It's too cheesy, isn't it?
0: No, it's beautiful.
1: I'm such a poet. I
0: didn't even know it. <laughs> Say cheesy and die. I ruined it. Okay. okay. <laughs> Cortland, it's okay. Cortland, it's now time to talk about Season 1 of Goosebumps. Okay. Before we get to the meat and potatoes of this episode, where we rank the series, yeah. let's, you know, give out some accolades to okay. some categories
1: All right, let's do it. that we
0: have, such as, Cortland,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the best main character of season one.
1: It's Billy, you guys. <laughs> it's Billy. You're just throwing That's that right. out there like that? I'm just throwing It's Billy. Like, who else was better?
0: Okay. I'm going to agree with you and say that Billy's the winner, but...
1: yeah. I like, will honorable say, mentions, right?
0: Yes, honorable mentions. I will say that I really liked Lucy from The Girl Who Cried Lucy. Monster.
1: She was great, yeah.
0: And I also empathized and felt mm. very sorry for Margaret from Stay Out of the Basement.
1: Yeah, that's true. Really great, great actors, great characters. Um, great I also performances. Really enjoyed... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also really enjoyed Sue and Eddie from Terror Tower. I thought they were great. Did you? Okay. I did, yeah. I thought, like, they were a little... Susanna and Edward? Yeah, Edward was a bit hammy there, like, with his facial reactions and stuff, but, like, he he did a good job overall.
0: I didn't mind Sue. Eddie wasn't a fan of... Sue's okay, but I was just happy to see Catherine Short again. Because she was good in The Haunted Mask.
1: She was. I hope hope she's back again in the series. Well, she'll be back in some capacity, yes. Okay.
0: Awesome. So yeah, that is the best main character, Billy. He's good. Billy, he he's He's uh, so good. He's, he's a good guy you would
1: want to be friends with, yeah.
0: Yeah, and he's he's a man of action. He gets things done.
1: He does. He was going to shoot that fucking counselor with a crossbow. It was awesome. <laughs> that was that was badass. Mhm.
0: All right, Cortland, other side of the coin here. Who
2: Okay.
0: is the worst main character? Of season one. Hmm.
1: Um,
0: I'm going to see if you can come up with anyone other than who I have in mind.
1: Let me see here. The worst main character, Brooke from Phantom of the Auditorium?
2: Mm,
1: Larry. I'm going to go with Larry from my (laughs) head. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot he existed for a second there. going to go with Larry.
0: (laughs) It's fucking Larry. Of course it's Larry. (laughs) He doesn't even, like, speak his own lines. (laughs) They're all dubbed. He's dumped over.
1: <laughs> also, he doesn't like tapioca, Brandon. What kind of fucking monster? Like, oh,
0: and he knocks corn out of people's hands and. Oh my god. He's just a monster. He's no good. Larry sucks.
1: He does. He does. He does suck. I love it. I don't think there's anybody else. I think Michael from um Michael from Cuckoo Clock of Doom. He wasn't great, but he wasn't bad. No.
0: He wasn't bad.
1: Brother, um, Phantom in Phantom the Auditorium. Not my favorite, but she wasn't terrible. She's
0: just kind of there, and she screams, and, like, she's not the worst. She's not the best.
1: Oh, you know what, Brandon? Going back to best, I think that Cat uh, from It Came From Beneath the Sink was pretty great, too. I liked her a lot. Yeah. She was pretty good. Another worst one, though, Beans. Beans, a.k.a. Grady from Werewolf of Fever Swamp. Pretty suck. Yeah. Pretty,
0: pretty I, did, I wasn't a fan of Beans. If it wasn't Larry, it would have been Beans. Oh, I agree, yeah. Now, we have to decide on the best villain, and this
1: this one is
0: some competition.
1: Uh, I don't think so. I think there's a very clear winner here. Oh? You do I know who I think it is? Who? I think it's Dr. Shriek from Piano Lessons Can Be Murder. I think he was the best. I think you're right. Yeah. He was so, like, just iconic Um, in terms of, you know, the actor, Aaron Tagger fantastic actor rest in peace um but just like it was incredible like hands hands like he did such a he brought that character to life i think that that the book or the the tv adaptation of this book was probably better than the book itself
0: oh definitely without that performance you've got nothing right i will also give a shout out to carly beth as the mask
1: right such a good one i i mean you can't not talk about Slappy too. I mean really absolutely iconic character right there. Mm-hmm. I mean the face of Goosebumps really.
0: Yes, definitely. Uh he's good. He's funny. He's yes. well, he's not really funny. He thinks he's funny. Um something,
1: he had a couple of good ones in there.
0: <laughs> Alright. I'll I'll give him he had a zinger. Like or the, two.
1: the one time he called mom fat, that was pretty great. <laughs> Even though she's not at all.
0: No, that's the joke. <laughs> Yeah, Slappy's good, um,
1: but you just can't compete compete with the
0: hands, hands, hands. I don't think anyone can. In fact, I don't think
1: we're gonna see anything better than that out of any of the other seasons. I just don't think I don't think it's possible.
0: It'll be up there by the end. So before we move on to worst villain, I was gonna say one of the later categories was best moment or scene, but obviously Ah, for me it's it's hands, hands. But I also nice. want to give a shout out to another one of my favorites. Yeah. Was the moment in The Girl Who Cried Monster when <laughs> the girl's friend, Aaron, appears in the window. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, sup guys, got any dessert?
1: <laughs> yeah. What the hell is that? He came over expecting them to feed him and they're like, oh, we just ate dinner even though we only ate a collective one meatball. <laughs> <And> then... <laughs> Not like, even. Oh, fuck. Got any dessert? And they bring up a pie out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> I love it. Amazing.
1: It was really good. That was a really good episode now that I'm thinking about it. Really good.
0: It had a lot of good stuff in it. Now.
1: Such a stupid cover.
0: Moving on to the worst villain. The Which worst. I also think is pretty obvious.
1: Okay. All right. Let me guess here. Does she say anything about brothers? <laughs> <laughs> ding 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 <laughs> brother i was the dope one <laughs> you sucked
0: <laughs> oh man you were the shit one brother yeah neela ramad from return of the mummy just dog shit worst so, actress
1: such a bad actress i love it i love it brandon oh my god <laughs> So funny. Where just every time she talked, it was hilarious. I loved it. Yeah. Terrible
0: My villain, life. though. My she wife. had she had no chance of succeeding at any of her plans.
1: She was thwarted almost instantaneously, if you think about it. Yeah. Um what the let's hell? see. Who else really sucked though? Uh Tara or Tara from Cuckoo Doom? She was like one of the worst siblings ever.
0: Yeah, she was like Maybe a tier or two below Sam from Crimson Clown, but uh, yeah. she is in the same ballpark for sure.
1: Speaking of that, it is interesting that we did get Sam back as Will, the werewolf in uh, Werewolf of Fever Swamp.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: interesting. He was
0: uh, also not a great villain, but he was there.
1: No. Um, I gotta say, you know, I would automatically assume that the worst villain would have been a sponge, but uh, I kind of like the gruel. I think that they spun, like R.L. Stein spun that in a really great way. To have a sponge be a monster and have it being a living bad luck charm, pretty cool.
0: Yeah, he's better than Nila.
1: Yeah, he, the sponge is better than <laughs> Nila. Yeah. <laughs>
0: She's worse than a fucking sponge,
1: dude. Right? <laughs> That's like such a, such an insult. But yeah, it's so true. I I don't think we could get away with saying like the dad from uh, Stay Out of the Basement. He was. Probably no. the worst in terms of, like, being the scariest. Just didn't like... He made, he kind of ruined the episode for me, unfortunately. Stupid dad.
0: His badness is in a completely different
1: way. Yeah.
0: He's genuinely unsettling.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, great job acting him. Like, especially, like, in the first episode with the, the phone call. That was creepy as fuck.
0: I think Spidey from Say, Cheese, and Die sucked pretty bad.
1: He did. He didn't do enough.
0: You didn't do shit.
1: He did threaten to murder children, though. That's pretty bad.
0: (laughs) He, like, just stalked around the neighborhood. And then at the end was like, Give me my camera back. And they were like, okay. And then he was (laughs) trapped in a camera.
1: Uh, (laughs) Excellent. Now, time to kill you. Except I don't. And then I get trapped in a camera for... He only gets trapped in a camera for, like, five minutes, though, Brandon.
0: Yeah. Can't even do that right.
1: I want internal torture and suffering. But no.
0: (laughs) Yes, we know. But... I think it's but, it's Neela by a long shot. Yeah. Okay, Cortland. There is a lot of quirky side characters in this season. Mm. Right. Who do you think is the best of those?
1: Um, I really like Sarah from Night of the Living Dummy 2. I think uh, she did really good. The actress did a really great job portraying her. Um, she's a really great actress. I like her a lot.
0: hmm.
1: hmm. Um, she else? was okay. Oh. You know, Brandon. I gotta say, my favorite side character of all, though, is gonna be that lady in Nightmare yes. Tower eating yes. a fucking cupcake that and then is gets the smashed answer. in her face. And she's all like, oh, oh, oh. That's the best. Easily.
0: Yes. That lady who just has facefuls of food, and then when she actually gets a face full of food, she gets upset.
1: Yeah. I love it. She's great. Um, you know who else I really liked was kind of, was Emily from Werewolf of Fever Swamp. I thought she was really well acted, too. She was actually more interesting to me than the main character, Grady, a.k.a. Beans. Well, yeah, Beans sucks. I mean, she was stupid, though. Remember that one time where she was like, I thought the rabbit liked me? (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. That was great. I thought the group of kids in Welcome to Camp Nightmare were all pretty good they had their yeah, right. their things there was Roger the jokester and Colin the tough guy who's not actually that tough and Jay the sports person
1: yep and then the one kid that gets bit by a snake and we don't know his talent Mikey, yeah. Mikey. his
0: talent is getting bit by a snake
1: pretty great talent i'm He's glad, glad the I best don't have at it that. though uh, yeah, those are probably the most defined side characters that I think are the most interesting. They kind of stay with the character the longest. Um, Like, kind of reversing that, though, Um, Kim from Piano Lessons Can Be Murder, I really wish they would have, she would have been a little more integral in the story. Because that, that's an interesting story because it's pretty much just Jerry dealing with shit instead of having, like, another character to help out.
0: Mm-hmm. He's got no one to bounce things off of. No. Poor Jerry. His parents don't oh, he, believe you know him.
1: He survives. Yeah, Kim probably would have believed him, but she wasn't in the story long enough. We don't know. Oh, Cortland. Yeah. I loved Tina
0: from Phantom of the Auditorium. Oh my god,
1: Tina. Yeah, nobody liked Tina except for you. (laughs) I'm just kidding, I love (laughs) Tina too. She's the best part of that episode.
0: Tina was great in an episode that was just okay. Tina elevated the material, and her interactions with Miss Walker, particularly... (laughs)
1: the yeah, teacher amazing who doesn't care about her at all she doesn't care about anybody though that miss walker she just cares about the show i love the part where she like actively pushes tina away from her when she's trying to go in for a hug or something <laughs> so,
0: yeah that's so another funny. great sequence i love it all right Cortland. now we have the worst
1: parents of the season oh there's man, a lot I of think bad parents this one's parents. Really easy this one's easy though brandon okay well, you know what it's kind of not actually there's a lot of shit parents there's in a lot of bad parents yeah most notably um larry's mom and dad from uh from my hairiest adventure what the fuck are they doing they're just playing with a child slash dog's emotional life like they're just like well we don't want you as a as a human son anymore let's get the cat going though morally yeah. and ethically what the fuck is their
0: they're garbage the parents in Camp Nightmare are also garbage because yeah, they put anyway. their son through all this shit and made him think his friends died, made him think he was going to die, and the girl he had a crush on was going to die, and that he was going to have to murder someone and deal with that post-traumatic stress. True,
1: but it was all true. a game. It was all for goofs. It was all to get him prepared to go to Earth.
0: And that's he's an alien. Yes, Um. Yes. Similarly, the mom and dad and werewolf of Fever Swamp, yeah, they with suck their a lot dumb too. fucking experiment that proved nothing, and they sacrificed their kids' lives and happiness and the deer. to, and the deer, and the deer. yeah, the can't deer. forget about the deer.
1: They certainly didn't. Night of the Living Dummy Two, the mom and dad were fucking weird. I love them, but also I hate them. I don't know. It's a really weird balance. They are just weird, but they're trying. I think yeah same with the mom and dad from piano lessons can be murder like they just don't really understand their son and then in the end they end up having to like go to therapy because they saw like a ghost you know a vision of the afterlife and it scared the fucking shit out of them and jerry's just there like told you
0: <laughs> yeah
1: so they're not the worst i think we both know that the worst comes
0: from stay out of the basement right the dad in that is very bad He's a bad dad. He was a bad dad before he became a monster. Yeah. And he may have been a bigger monster before he was a monster. We'll never know.
1: Right. I talked about it a lot in that episode. I think it's probably no surprise that I think he's the worst parent. Even the mom, she's not great. She's just like, "Uh, yeah, your dad's a psychopath anyway. Bye. I gotta go, go <laughs> see your aunt in the hospital or whatever.
0: Yeah. Your dad's clearly a serial killer.
1: I've gotta go. Yeah. Fuck off. I'm a mom. head out. And she did. She did. She fucked off.
0: And they almost died. Yeah.
1: And there's worms in the bed. Like, oh my god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They've got problems. Another bad parent, Cortland.
1: Yeah.
0: Uncle Ben from Return of the Mummy. Oh,
1: right. yeah. He was fucking shit. He's like, hey kids, let's explore this tomb that nobody has explored before that's filled with traps. Enjoy. And then they do, and then they get sealed into a tomb. And it's like, Uncle Ben's just sleeping on the ground.
0: And he's just, yeah, he's just not even awake.
1: Oh, man. Like, ugh. You're the worst iteration of Uncle Ben. (laughs) Uncle Ben that dies in Spider-Man is way better than you. Yeah, he
0: at least said some inspiring words before he...
1: Yeah. This Uncle Ben was just like...
0: Sleeps through the job and then takes the credit at the end when they're like, oh, the reporters are here.
1: Yeah. Do you remember that one part where he chiseled away like an ancient fucking thing and just plopped it off the wall? Yes. He fucking chiseled Goldar right off of that wall.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He's bad, but it's definitely Dad from Stay Out of the Basement. Yeah,
1: without a doubt. Mom and Dad from Girl Who Cried Monster killed somebody and we're still going to go with Dad from Stay Out of the Basement. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. Mom and dad are literal monsters, but the dad from Stay Out of the Basement is still the biggest monster of the episode. Okay, Cortland, it's time. Okay. We are going to condense all of the two-parters down into one episode. We're counting them as one episode, so we are going to rank them from 14 to 1.
1: Alright, let's do it.
0: Cortland, what do you think is the worst episode? episode of this season
1: okay so i'm gonna say overall the rankings are gonna be kind of hard i haven't really thought about it a lot um but number 14 for me is gonna be my hairiest adventure
0: yes yes absolutely and it's because it's a stupid episode with a stupid premise <laughs> yeah it has some redeeming features the whole scene at the end where the dog's like hold on i just need to eat my snacks
1: oh. yeah that is, is it does give us the dog it's from brilliant intro too
0: yeah, we get some lore, but it's a dumb episode. And, oh my god, Cortland, how have we not mentioned the acting? God, Lily from oh, that episode editing. is maybe
1: the worst actor or actress we've seen on any of these episodes. Yeah, she barely even opens her mouth when she talks. I just love it. Honestly, it's like, it's really hilarious. Harry, uh, Larry. has his
0: hair on his head and hair on his
1: body. What, is what else does she say? Doesn't she tell a dog to, like, go on, eat.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. I can't understand that whole, her. She's, that that whole
1: interaction of, like, are you growing hair in weird places? No, are you? No, are you? No, are you? No. Oh, that is so awkward. I love it. I fucking love it. Maybe it's my favorite episode. No, it's not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, number one, My Hairiest Adventure. No, said nobody. <laughs> okay. Number 13.
1: Yeah. Thirteen. What's the episode um, that's
0: just a little bit better than my hairiest adventure?
1: Um, gosh, maybe Return of the Mummy. Oh,
0: no. <laughs>
1: I don't think so. What? What are you thinking?
0: On my list for number thirteen, I have "It Came from Beneath the Sink." And oh, really? Okay. The the quality gap between my hairiest adventure and "It Came from Beneath the Sink," I think, is pretty big. But it's still a dumb concept that they kind of make work in some ways. Like you said, the fact that this dumb sponge is a living bad luck charm is a cool idea, but it's also still at the end of the day an evil sponge. And I was never totally on board with that.
1: No, I hear you there. I think what they, what they had, they worked with it really well. The acting in it is pretty good. Like I, comparing it to, of course, my Harris adventure. Um, I love how the kid just fucking stomps on the glass, how she just like tumbles for hours in that bicycle accident. Like the level of like horrible things that happen to these kids is pretty great. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed Everything that episode you said was the good
0: parts more. of that episode.
1: True, true. Uh, also, one of the things we haven't talked about yet is the fuck the renditions of the Goosebumps theme song throughout episodes of the show. Ooh, love it, love, so it, love it, love it, love it.
0: They could it's do that theme part. song in like every genre, yeah, or musical style, every instrument,
1: yeah, every everything. Yeah, I want to hear like the Didgeridoo version of the Goosebumps theme song right now, actually.
0: All right, let me get out my Didgeridoo.
1: But yeah, you know, I can agree with you. Like, it's not a. Gr- it's a way better episode than my Harris Adventure. It's not the greatest episode and um I think that it, they did what what the book material gave them, I think they did a good job with it. But yeah, sure. Number number thirteen, that's fine with me. All right. Next up. Um I I honestly, like, Return of the Mummy was just kinda of bored me. Like I I ended up watching it like three times. Each time was more boring than the last. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is number twelve?
0: Well, I think number twelve is Phantom of the Auditorium.
1: I think I liked um, Phantom of the Auditorium a little bit better than uh, Return of the Mummy, I think. You think so? Yeah, I mean, maybe it's because we had Troy on for that episode, and we were all talking about it and laughing about it, but just, like, Tina and um, the janitor being all like, you're not dear. <laughs> There's a lot of stupid stuff in there, though, especially like the whole locker part where the, with the with the skull mask. I don't even remember it. Like my brain just reminded me of that as I was talking. So, like that part was obviously not important at all. The door falling out of nowhere, almost ch- killing a child. That part was pretty cool. Um, I don't know. Like if I feel like if you're gonna compare *Fame* of the Auditorium* to something like um, *The Tale of the Last Dance*, I feel like *Last Dance*. Which you would be have better, to. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I I agree. It's, it's, it's the
0: the weirdo phantom in Last Dance had way more of a presence in that. You don't really get the phantom's side of things or anything from Phantom of the Auditorium. He just kind of does stuff in the background at the end. And then at the end reveals himself and then he's just gone.
1: Yeah, that's true. It is a very lame thing. They're just like, I don't know, he got away. <laughs> no.
0: Okay, so maybe I can give you phantom of the auditorium above return of the mummy return of the mummy is not a great episode it just goes very far for me because i love egyptian nonsense
1: and they do great work here like the work on the tomb is awesome i mean it, it looks really great the set design is awesome i mean tucker's in it like he's it's really cool to see tucker in this episode because it's him and not the midnight society so we get to see more of him he gets to Scream and shake his head a lot more in this episode.
0: For a nineties kids TV show, like they do a pretty good approximation of an Egyptian pyramid.
1: Right. Yeah. And um you know, for what this episode gives you, there's so much funny stuff in it. You got Gabe screaming, shaking his head, you have the whole Nila (laughs) talking in general. Goldar's face appears on the wall for some reason. A lot of great stuff in this episode that make it really memorable and hilarious. Unfortunately, there's also a lot of fucking boring shit in this episode.
0: Yeah, that's a problem for sure.
1: I think the highs outweigh so, the lows, though.
0: That puts Return of the Mummy at number 12 and Phantom yeah. of the Auditorium at number 11.
1: Right. Okay. So, um,
0: number 10. We're in the top 10 now.
1: Top 10. Okay. Um... Oh, that's a tough one. I think I would have to go with Stay Out of the Basement next.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, I personally I, didn't care for this episode.
0: I put Stay Out of the Basement a bit higher because I think it's genuinely the scariest episode of True. the series.
1: True, yeah.
0: Well, the season.
1: I think I would like this episode a little more if I was a child. Not a child, but like, you know eight nine ten years old like i think it would have stuck with me a little more seeing it as an adult and just seeing how terrible the dad is really just was all putting for me
0: but what about doing the rainforest
1: oh fuck. Do, do, do do, the rainforest
0: the rain oh my
1: god who doesn't want to do the rainforest though for real so um i guess what would you put for your number 10
0: i would have put the werewolf of fever swan oh.
1: See, that's what I was thinking. I was gonna put that one there, but there was a lot of, like, tension that they build up that they do a good job. It's a little bit on the, like, boring side, long side, but, like, they do a good job of the tension.
0: The scene where Emily actually, she hears the noise outside, and then she goes to the door and sees it's open, and then sees a shadow move in the other room, like, that's a pretty scary sequence, and it's edited really well. Yeah, and it's pretty creepy. ruin it. Yeah, they do ruin it, but there are moments like that in that episode that are nice
1: yeah i will say too like the part where the werewolf like kind of transforms back into will because of the lunar eclipse that's pretty creative like i i appreciate that arnold stein is kind of putting a creative spin on things like time travel um you know werewolves and bad luck charms like he's got a really great imagination and i can see why everybody loved his books
0: he's a master Yes.
1: No, I can agree with you. I think Werewolf of Fever Swamp. I was going back and forth between which one I liked more. And I think I liked Werewolf of Fever Swamp a little bit better, but I think I appreciate it came from or I mean stay out of the basement a little more.
0: Okay. So that puts Werewolf of Fever Swamp at number 10 and Stay Out of the Basement at number 9.
1: All right. Now in my opinion we're getting to the harder ones. Um a lot of everything from here on out is like I'd watch again like without doing a podcast about it <laughs> <laughs> well for number eight I'm, I'm between two of them i think
0: same i don't know if they're the same two but
1: is one of them terror tower no oh okay we're not the same then
0: <laughs> no we're not the same what's the other one
1: <laughs> i was gonna do terror tower and cuckoo clock of doom
0: okay it's cuckoo clock of doom but the other one is piano lessons can be murder
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, I was going to put Piano Lessons Can Be Murder above Terror Tower um, Just because I liked it more But I <laughs> Well, understand. that's a good
0: reason to put it there
1: Yeah, yeah <laughs> But I can understand because like, I feel like thematically Terror Tower is the better episode um, Piano Lessons Can Be Murder is just kind of a kooky, crazy episode that just works for some reason
0: Piano Lessons Can Be Murder works because of Dr. Shriek
1: yeah, that is what it is, isn't it? I don't. Jerry does a good job too. I will say
0: he's not bad. And like we didn't even mention the actual villain of the episode. What was his name? He's, Toggle.
1: Yeah, he's really unmentionable. He's. It's all about Aaron Tagger.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, like Doctor Shriek's just a pawn, but he's still the best part of the episode.
1: Can you imagine though? R.L. Stein wrote a book about fucking robots piano lessons a ghost and it's amazing like those are all just a hodgepodge of shit he threw he threw darts at a dartboard with some words on it and this is what happened and it was great
0: he's that's why he's the master corlan it's all making sense to me now so on that note i think we can both agree that cuckoo clock of doom is number eight
1: yeah i think so i think so Really love the concept. I bet you the book is great.
0: I like time traveling.
1: Time traveling's awesome. I don't know, like, I wouldn't want this to be a two parter, but I feel like they really condensed things really a lot in this episode. But yet, yeah, there was also nothing going on sometimes. It was really, it was a really odd scenario.
0: I mean, yeah, this is a story that could have gone on longer because you could just keep going to different time periods and have the dude in at different ages. But
1: Yeah, and that's probably how it is in the book, too
0: Yeah, he it does go to different time periods But, I don't know It's kind of forgettable The one scene I remember yeah. is the nightmare he has Where he's running oh, away from the clock And then Tara's face comes out of it
1: Yeah, I feel like they just did that for an intro bit But it looked like shit I just kind of like it because that kid looks like Preston Waters <laughs> From Blank Check
0: He does they all do in the '90s.
1: I know, Preston Waters. Everybody was
0: like, went to the went to the barber and was like, "Give me the Preston." Mm-hmm. And they were like,
1: "Bull, it is."
0: <laughs> so we've got cuckoo clock at number eight, and then number seven. Did we settle the on piano. piano or tower piano lessons? I think we okay. can go with like
1: piano lessons.
0: Piano lessons, number seven. And a night in terror tower at number six. So now, Cortland, we're down to the top
1: five. Okay. So we have Haunted Mask, Girl Who Cried Monster, Welcome to Camp Nightmare, uh, Night of Living Dummy Two, and Say Cheese
0: and Die. die.
1: Yes. So I love all of these episodes. These are probably my favorite, top favorite, top five for sure. Um, I would go ahead and put like Girl Who Cried Monster maybe at number five.
0: I could see that. Yeah. There's a lot to like about this episode. Good main character, good villain. Shitty cover, though.
1: Wow. What a stinker of a cover. But, man, what a great yeah. episode.
0: I don't want to judge the episodes by the book cover, but <laughs> th- this one's a stinker, not gonna
1: lie. Yeah, like, I would never read this book. But I love it. Like, I think it was funny. The acting was great. The twist, um, I mean, it's pretty great, too. I like. I enjoyed all of it. I didn't know what was gonna happen at the end and then the parents fucking ate a man. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> that that is a good twist. Way better than some of the other twists in this show.
1: For sure. It's good stuff. I liked it. So
0: that's number five. Number I'm gonna four. say number four is Say Cheese and Die.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: It's a good episode. It's got Ryan Gosling in it. Uh yeah. it's a cool concept. Great book cover if we're talking about book covers. Oh,
1: yeah. Really good book cover. But also just, I just like,
0: man, I stop taking
1: pictures. It, yeah, I wanted just a little more, because um, when you compare it to the tale of the curious camera, the tale of the curious camera is like really, really good compared to it. Um, it's a little more zany than scary, really. Um, I just wanted to see Dad crash his car, though. I think
0: <laughs> we could have we could have done with the uh, Dad losing his precious car, even more. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, the dad or the the brother dual dual wielding corn cobs though like that's amazing.
0: It's the best part. Oh,
1: why would you even? I don't even. <laughs> I use two hands for one corn cob, so I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's a madman, but it was also a dream. So like maybe that was his dream oh. to eat two corn cobs.
1: Dude, right? Live your dreams, guys. Moral of the story for this whole season: live your dreams.
0: Okay, that's number four. Top three. Top three.
1: three now. This is the real deal. Haunted Mask. Welcome to Camp Nightmare. Interesting that two two parters uh, are in the top three. When we said yeah. like they could have Considering... been into one parters,
0: <laughs> they didn't need to exist. Yeah. And then um, living dummy. I think that number three is Welcome to Camp Nightmare. Okay.
1: Yeah. And I I'm gonna say you.
0: that because the payoff is shit.
1: Oh yeah. Really fantastic story ruined by a terrible ending. Fucking Stephen King syndrome right there. Yeah.
0: So for myself, viewing you it for you get over that. I don't know. I don't know how many times I've seen it, but it was quite a bit. So I knew going into it what it was all leading to. And I was just like, Man, so much of this is pointless or like why did they do this? Why did they set this up? Yeah. This doesn't make any sense, but it's a good ride.
1: It is. I'm really enjoyed it, and I got to say, I think it's probably the the best edited episode. Like the cuts and stuff just build the tension. Really great job. Like Ron Oliver did a really great job with his directing in this episode too. Um, mm-hmm. Probably one of my favorite directed by Ron Oliver episodes.
0: I loved Colin scooting under the bed like a little caterpillar. Oh that was amazing. in his sleeping bag. I liked the cool Edgar Wright action montage, and I thought Saber was cool when I was a kid, and I wish he wasn't just a puppet.
1: Right. Problem with Saber, like, they could see it was just a dude driving it, but whatever. (sighs) That's fine. They could have been like, we're
0: on another planet, we have weird wolf monsters on this planet.
1: Yeah, and that's okay um uncle al really did a great job Phen- phenomenal actor i'm pretty sure rest in peace right to him i
0: think so yeah
1: yeah rest well, in peace yeah. to uncle al very so
0: menacing cool. while also pretending to be
1: uh, he was like jovial counselor he was a
0: man pretending to be a man pretending to be the nice players. wait right. oh, i can't even keep it i
1: can't even keep it straight <laughs> He was a government agent pretending to be a counselor who was pretending to be nice when he's secretly mean.
0: Yes. Yeah. You've got it. And he pulled it off. He pulled it off. Yeah.
1: Menacing in all the right ways. Loved it. Number two. Go ahead, Cortland. What do you think is number two? I want to say Haunted Mask.
0: I want to say you're right. And do you uh, want to know yeah. why, in my opinion? Yeah, I do. Um, Because Haunted Mask is two parts. And that makes it slightly worse than Night of the Living Dummy 2. Because Night of the Living yeah. Dummy 2 doesn't waste a single second.
1: No, Night of the Living Dummy 2 is such a well-crafted episode. Another one by Ron Oliver. Um, fantastic directing, editing. Uh, the only thing I don't really care for it is the acting on the main character. She's a little iffy. All She's of, a bit else, flat. Though, yeah, everybody else really brings her up. The music is funny. The ending is hilarious. Oh my the whole god! Thing, <laughs> the whole dynamic of that family. Incredible.
0: Yeah. The family talent night thing. Like, what the hell? But I loved it. <laughs> Dad with his fucking cowboy hat.
1: Oh my god. Uh, Mom
0: with her batons. What the hell were
1: you doing? I love it. They have family night like every fucking day. I love the part where Sarah brought the same painting to family night multiple times. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um could not when be i watched bothered. that episode <laughs> when i watched that episode for the first time like that whole video sequence that jed makes hilarious i i i just love every that rendition of goosebumps theme song it was the perfect episode when i watched it the first time i was like this is going to be my favorite like doesn't even matter what's coming next i just know that this is going to be my favorite
0: yeah and i don't know this this feels like uh like the most obvious choice we could have made <laughs> but it's still, yeah. it's That's because good, it's so though. good. Yeah, like, we think the slappy episode of Goosebumps is good. Who would have thought?
1: Wow. We're such basic bitches. <laughs> we are, though.
0: But let's say, let's say something for The Haunted Mask. Uh, yeah, okay. It's fantastic. Uh, really good. Catherine Super strong, Catherine strong starter. Long? I can't Catherine remember Long. which Catherine yeah. it was. Catherine Long as Carly Beth does an amazing job, both in and out of the mask, but mostly in the mask yeah. because she has a lot to work with there. Yeah, uh, she's a real piece of shit. <laughs> oh my god! As a, damn. Okay, as a, a kid, you know, she knocks candy out of people's hands and oh, remember when she calls them names the and yells at them? <laughs> like, yeah, she sucks, but in a great way.
1: She does it perfect. You, the fun part about Haunted Mask is that you can tell that Catherine Long is having such a good time with this.
0: Yeah, and also she ate that damn worm sandwich for real, Cortland.
1: She ate that fucking worm, yeah. She wanted an authentic, authentic worm. She she went for it, she did it, it was amazing. We love you for it, Catherine Long, like you're amazing. Catherine Short, you ain't too bad either. (laughs) No.
0: I'll take Catherine's any length I can get, they're both good.
1: Yeah, it was a really great episode. Little bit a little bit slow there, watching Carly Beth run into the distance a couple of times. The masks were very tired and you know, kind of like Carly Beth, Lasagna Carly Beth. Oh my god.
0: (laughs) I forgot (laughs) about the Garfield masks.
1: They sounded like Garfield, straight up Garfield. Carly Beth, Mondays, Carly Beth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Gonna send you to Abu Dhabi, Carly Beth.
1: I was gonna say though, like um, of the episodes, I said it at the beginning. One of the, one of my, one of the ones I'm looking forward to the most. Not only another Night of the Living Dummy, really excited for that. I'm sure there's gonna be one. Really excited for the Haunted Mass Part Two, which I know exists already because I'm I'm pretty sure I've seen some of it in my past. Don't remember a lick about it, but I'm excited for it.
0: It'll be great. I think it'll be great. Yeah. So that's it. That's the top episodes of season one. Night of the Living Dummy 2, the winner.
1: For sure. I love it. Good job, Night of the Living Dummy. Good job, Ron Oliver. Yeah, he was Al, like R. L. Stein, I guess. three
0: of the top four <laughs> episodes yeah. directed. And, I mean,
1: uh, and a huge shout out and thank you to R.L. Stein for providing us with this entertainment. Good job, bud. Good job. You did it.
0: <laughs> well, that's it. That's it for our wrap up of season one. We're done looking at the past, Cortland. It's time now to look into the future.
1: Dude, are we upgrading to 1997?
0: Well, we're at 1996 first. Gotta get through 1996 still.
1: Alright, that's fine.
0: But Cortland, we're starting season two next week. And the first episode is called Be Careful What You Wish For.
1: Okay, so I remember the cover to this one, um, but I do want to look it up just so I can kind of get a refresher here. Yeah, be careful of course. what you wish for. I like this cover. I love the pinks in it. Uh, so it's like this first person shot of somebody's hands in front of a crystal ball that's like very pink, looks like swirly. There's there's mist or whatever coming out of it, and then there's this kid in the background who's looking at it like eh, I don't know what's going on here because I can't read it because I'm not psychic, <laughs> and. Uh, th- Just the ambiance of it looks really cool. Uh, Be careful what you wish for. Obviously, this is going to be a girl that goes to a fortune teller who's going to give her some wrong information. Like, something's going to happen. It's going to be a shit day for her. And uh, then we watch the shit day unfold.
0: It's going to be vacant lot.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, vacant lot for sure. Um, Okay, so, like, the the teaser for it. It might come true. So, yeah, vacant lot.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's just completing the title of the book.
1: I want to say this is one of the first Goosebumps books, though, isn't it? It's within, like, the first ten. Maybe. Uh, Number twelve, I think. I'm excited, though. I'm really looking forward to getting back into Goosebumps. I'm saying that like we haven't done it, like, the past couple of weeks here. But I'm really excited. Like, I'm looking forward (laughs) to Goosebumps season two. I want to see what's coming next. Like, I'm kind of addicted into, like... What's coming next, you know? Is that how it was for you with Are You Afraid of the Dark? Were you like, oh boy, what's yeah. next? What's next? Okay.
0: Yeah. That's how I, I mean, am. it's cool to see these for the first time. You don't know
1: what's going on. It could be yeah. anything, Cortland. A world of possibilities. There's an episode that's coming up about eggs monsters. So, yeah, it could literally be anything.
0: And it will. It will be anything. Except. Oh, man. Yeah. People on bee bodies and people on chicken bodies. I'm tell you right now. Oh. <laughs> those are... Those were not episodes.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, thanks for crushing me at the end. (laughs) Yeah, I'll leave you with that
0: little bit of disappointment.
1: I don't understand how Chicken Chicken could possibly be a good book in any regard. I'm a little upset that he wrote it. So yeah, let's just finish this up.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to read that. But that's next week. Be careful what you wish for.
1: All right. I'm excited. I hope it's better than vacant lot, Brandon. I hope it's better.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, it won't be because it doesn't have the shut.
1: Oh my god! You want? I think I think you're stupid. (laughs) I think you're fucking dumb. (sighs) Okay, I love it. it. I hope that's in here. I hope it's. I hope it's part of that. I'm looking forward to season two, Brandon. I'm looking forward to seeing more. Are you afraid of the dark? Actors. That's what I want. I want more. Yep. More. We'll more get, more get
0: that. And guess what? We'll get some more. R.L. Stein.
1: Yay! It's my boy.
0: <laughs> but that's that's next time. Uh, I've all been right, up all right. night, and I am going to go to sleep.
1: Same. Nah, we're gonna play Dead by Daylight, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Join us next time for season two of Goosebumps. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye.